People want to listen to things that are magnetic, things that are relevant and compelling. People want to listen to things that are exciting and fresh. And if you're not creating or experimenting or producing any of that, you should expect to watch your audience decline year over year from now until the end of your time. Welcome to Brand With On Demand, your guide to rebooting radio. You talk to radio people, go, what do you do, radio? I don't even know what the hell that means. So look at yourself and say, no, I'm a bundle of assets, and there are a whole bunch of people out in the world that are looking for value. Brandwith On Demand, rebooting radio with a different take on all radio can be. Now your guides through the mediamorphosis, David Martin, and author of the book Brandwith, media branding coach, Kipper McGee. Tom Asacker teaches about radically new practices and ideas for success in times of uncertainty and change. He's an author of critically acclaimed books, including The Business of Belief, and you'll see him giving keynotes and presentations all over the place at media, marketing, and branding events. Catch him if you can. Mark Ramsey is a veteran media strategist, researcher, and trend maker who's consulted with and delivered projects for numerous media publishing and digital brands over his career, including Apple, iHeartMedia, Pandora, CBS, Bonneville, SiriusXM, EA Sports, and so many more. Mark's also written some notable books on radio, and together, Tom and Mark have a podcast, Media Unplugged, all of which we link to in the show notes. Brand Upon Demand is proud to welcome... Tom Asacker and Mark Ramsey. Great to be here. Hey, we're glad to have you. With the growth of all the audio options available today, what would you see as a similar metaphor for radio? Where do you start? I would say, if you're looking for something pithy, I would say Rogan wanted to be radio before radio wanted to be Rogan. I don't know if you see the irony here, but you get this stand-up comic, Joe Rogan, right, who starred in a sitcom called News Radio. He played a handyman on the show's fictional news radio station. Now he has his own radio station, which we call a podcast. It gets 150 million downloads a month. So I'd say radio wants to be Joe Rogan. Yeah. The problem is that if you think about what radio does usually, we could talk about local, we could talk about personalities, but more often than not, unless we're talking about something on the AM band, which shrinks by the day, we're talking about music. And all of the music we're talking about is music created in a playlist that's designed to please as many people as possible, as much of the time as possible, and never give everyone, anyone, exactly what they're looking for when they're looking for it. That's the business model, right? right. Interspersed with a bunch of commercials. Now, that's fine in a world where you have few other choices, but we're not in that world anymore. I mean, the analogy to Netflix is a, a Spotify, where you can get exactly the show you want, exactly the time you want it. And you can binge it if you want. You can get anything you want. And it's not just Spotify. So I look at what radio does in terms of, okay, it's live. You know, it's got that in its favor. But how does it use live to play the same songs you can get on demand in a nonlinear fashion? Well, we're local. Well, what's the utility in being local? Unless there's a weather disaster that's forcing me out of my home, exactly what is the utility in being local? You're going to give me better sports scores than ESPN? I don't think so. You're going to tell me what's happening in local news? I don't care about local news. I care about what's happening at the end of my block. You're not going to help me there. My eyes can help me there. You know, and now the idea of, of podcasting is caught on and become very large because people understand that just like television, just like film, I can create something that has a magnet to it that is unique, that is compelling, that is story driven, that is something personality driven, whatever it happens to be like Joe Rogan. 
and people will come. And over the course of time, years in his case, right, and a whole lot of shows, mm-hmm. those millions of downloads don't happen in one episode. Those millions of downloads are sprinkled across numerous episodes, most of which are evergreen. Every time he creates another show, he creates another hour of evergreen content. Who in radio can say that? Is the last hour of Rush Limbaugh's show more evergreen than the first hour of his next show? No. Right. <laughs> it is utterly disposable. In fact, there are those who would argue, take any hour. The reason why people can listen for 20 minutes to Rush Limbaugh or anybody else and call that enough in an average drive is because that 20 minutes is pretty much exactly like any other 20 minutes from Rush's show. Not just today, but tomorrow, the day after that, and the day after that. Okay, so looking at all the changing cultural taste, even just in America, demographic shifts, and even affinities to various different platforms like a smartphone, what do you guys see as the best path for a local radio brand to be taking today in order to remain relevant tomorrow? To me, the question is not at all local and always relevant, right? It's, it's about being relevant. It's not about being local. Local is an address. Relevant means it matters to me personally. Mm-hmm. Mattering to me personally is more important that you're located near me. Game of Thrones matters to me personally. Last I checked, it's not located anywhere near me. I think being relevant means how do we add value to the lives of people who value our brand in all its forms in such a way that we can build a business model around it. That's, to me, the key. So what does that mean? That means you're doing more things that are off your air and in your community. You're having more ways for people to actually do things in the real world. Maybe you've got more experiences for people to engage in, which have nothing to do with radio per se, but are built around the relationships they have with the people they love on that radio station. These are just a few of the ideas that people could explore. They're all difficult. They're all challenging. None is going to happen overnight. But you want an answer to the question. That's the answer to the question. Everything else, someone can Google it. There is no value in it if you can Google it in that information because everybody has that. The only no, value is what's hidden out there. No value in it for the, for the radio station, you mean? Right, because it's, it's out there. Everybody knows about it, right? You've got to go out and find something that no one else has found by experimenting out in the real world. Everything that I've ever created, everything Mark's ever created, anything that the radio world has ever created, it was because they were experimenting. They threw some crazy bastard on air called Charles Laquadera and Cosmic Muffin and whatever. I mean, if, you, if I came to a radio station today and say, this is what I want to do, they'd take, they'd go, what are you, nuts? But that's what we did when we were just letting go and being free and trying new things. I don't know. Maybe that's why radio was the heyday was was the 60s, because everybody was experimenting back then. Speaking of experimenting and messing around, Mark, (laughs) you've been an early podcast guy, especially with your epic Inside Jaws thing. What is going on in terms of the amount of resources and number of people involved in real quality productions and podcasts? And what can a local radio station learn from that? And how do you compete? Am I a competitor to radio? Because I create this thing that you know, millions of people want to hear? I guess you could say yes. Part of the answer to your question is, gosh, that's an interesting question. Why aren't more broadcasters asking it? Mm. Second thing I would say is all of this springs not from a factory of suits trying to maximize sales revenue. It springs from someone who has an idea about something they want to create and the ability to execute it. When I first put together Inside, the first one in the series was Inside Psycho. 
I did five minutes with my production partner, Jeff Schmidt, and we took it to Wondery. We specifically went to Wondery because they came from a TV background and we knew this had more in common with television than it is with radio in 2019 or 2017 mm-hmm. at that time. So they bought it and we hadn't produced more than five minutes. That was on the basis of five minutes of audio. And that led to not only a complete Inside Psycho, but Inside The Exorcist and Inside Jaws, and now debuting Inside Star Wars, which I'm sure will be probably the biggest yet. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it's all in the can now. We've got three episodes produced. They've all been written. They've all been recorded. I'm working on a bonus interview now with a guy who wrote a biography of George Lucas. None of it's easy. It's all very, very time-consuming. It all takes a lot of work and some luck and some talent and some time. It doesn't generate the amount of money that radio stations were accustomed to getting back in the day. When you look and say, okay, so someone just bought Gimlet for a hundred million or whatever it was. Well, that's an acquisition. That's not like, here's a podcast, go make money from it. So I don't know that there is necessarily a recipe for broadcasters to learn from podcasting per se, other than this. And this is what Tom alluded to earlier. People want to listen to things that are magnetic. People want to listen to things that are relevant and compelling. People want to listen to things that are exciting and fresh. And if you're not creating or experimenting or producing or syndicating any of that, you should expect to watch your audience decline year over year from now until the end of your time. Mm -hmm. Yikes. That's a cheery thought. (laughs) So, Tom, a branding question for the branding guru. If you were advising a traditional radio station today that now happen to offer content on any number of platforms, like streaming apps, blogs, social media podcasts, videos, oh yeah, and even a radio station, how would you approach branding that entire thing? Do you know it's been, I think, 14 years since I released my book on branding, and people still do not understand (laughs) what it is. And it's the craziest thing because it's so simple. All a brand is and branding, it's an association. So this word, this symbol, this sound, whatever, means this value to me, period. That's it. If I wanted to, I'm telling you this because I know this is to be true. I've seen this crazy stuff like this. I could create a beer brand called WXYZ. Now, people would probably shorten it to Z like they do with most brands. But the value is not in the name. It's what the name conjures up in people's minds, Mm -hmm. right? It's the unique value. That's what it possesses, and it delivers to them, right? You talk to radio people, what do you do? Radio. I don't even know what the hell that means. Radio, audio, Joe Rogan's stuff is on YouTube, and people listen to it on their earbuds. They don't watch it. They listen. So, What happens when you start thinking that you are the brand? You don't see all the potential that you could do out there in the world anymore. You start believing this, this subconscious identity that you created. And I'm going to tell you, in a fast-moving, changing environment, that's death. That's Mm -hmm. death. Uh, Because you know what? Amazon would still be selling. It'd be a bookstore. That's all they would be is a bookstore online. So that's the thing is look at yourself and say, no, I'm a bundle of assets And there are a whole bunch of people out in the world that are looking for value. How can I take part of that bundle of assets and give them value and help them spread that word to other people looking for that value? And that's how you grow. Wow, these guys are great. Tom Asacker and Mark Ramsey. 
Is there somebody you'd like to hear from? Well, we'd love to hear from you. Suggest a guest. Email us, show at brandwithondemand.com. Yeah, they can join some of radio's best and brightest, like the morning show from KOIT San Fran, Nick and Kristen. Hank FM Indies programming wizard Ryan Wilde, one of Westwood One's newest network sensations, Elena Smith, the publisher of Rain, Kurt Hansen, LaDonna Harvey from Kogo in San Diego, and almost 100 others, all in the previous episodes at brandwithundemand.com. Coming up, Tom and Mark share some opportunities that you may find hiding in plain sight. They do. What is it that makes Music Master the favorite choice of radio programmers all around the world? Ask CKRM's Colin Lovequist. Music Master has just eased the workload and the stress, giving me more time to spend with the community. The real question is, why will you choose Music Master? Find out at musicmaster.com. So you're a classic hit station, but you don't want to sound old. Or you're an AC that wants some spark on the weekends. Well, have you heard Throwback Nation Radio? I'm Tony Lorino. Click the banner right here on brandwithondemand.com. And find that fresh twist to the 80s you've been looking for. Opportunities hidden in plain sight. Plain sight. Brandwood on demand. We're with Tom Asacker and Mark Ramsey. And we're going to ask these guys, starting with Mark, what is the opportunity for radio that you see hiding in plain sight? Look, we live in a world of Kickstarter. We live in a, we live in a world of Indiegogo. We live in a world of Patreon. And yet, commercial broadcasters seem ignorant, disparaging, or oblivious to the idea that any one of their fans would ever want to personally fund anything they do for any reason at any time. The idea that you have hundreds of thousands of listeners and not one of them has ever given you a penny for anything uh, relating to your brand strikes me as an opportunity. And in a world where Patreon fuels, you know, you can go to, uh, I don't remember offhand here how many, but Ralph Garman, who used to be on the um, K Rock show in LA, has his own Patreon setup now and does his own essentially podcasts every day for patrons. And I can't remember exactly how many patrons Ralph had, but last time I saw, it was an amount that if you run the math, it creates somewhere between two and $300,000 a year gross. Wow. Now, if I'm a radio talent and I have the ability to generate something which might turn into two to $300,000 gross from my fans, Exactly why am I going to work at your radio station? Yeah. No, you're right. By the same token, if I'm a radio brand with a whole lot of fans, maybe they should be asking the question, what can we offer that our fans will want to pay for? What kind of experiences, things can we do, concerts can we do that our audience will want to pay for and be part of as such? And if people say, well, that's not the business I'm in. I'm not in the event business. I'm in the uh, podcasting business. Well, you know what? Newspapers used to be in the print business. <laughs> right. Uh-huh. Well, you know what's hiding in plain sight is the frustration on the faces of your audiences. So true. Our thanks to Tom Asacker and Mark Ramsey. You'll find links to all their cool stuff all available at brandwithondemand.com. Special thanks to the lovely yet oh-so-talented executive producer, Cindy Huber, for putting this all together. And coming up next... Kennedy and Annie are headed to Turks and Caicos, yeah. Turks and Caicos, Ben and Dee dislikes the sun in bed by eight. That's real fun. Annie soaks the sun up and Nachi hits the club in. Turks and Caicos, Turks and Caicos. <laughs> 
That's a bop. It really is. I have asked Kennedy and Annie to put together a checklist of things that they will try and accomplish while they are on their twerks and Caicos trip. And uh, at the top of the list is skinny dip, which you say, no big deal. No big deal. You always do that one. Yeah. yeah after being in hedonism, I mean, yeah. who needs clothes? Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, you know, you're going with a woman that went to hedonism, stayed naked for a week at a yeah. resort. She thrived. I'd rather than put on those bathing suits, to be honest with you. Right. But I it's bet just, this resort has laws, though, so yeah. Yeah. do a little Careful. carefully. From Mix 1041 Boston, Carson and Kennedy. That's a wrap tipper. The show's the thing. That's what we'll talk about in the one minute Martin Isaac. You'll find it in the show notes at brandwithonman.com. I'm Dave Martin. And I'm Kipper McGee. May all your brand with be wide. And in the end, the profits you take are built upon the brand with you Any reuse or redistribution of brand with on demand without the express written consent of the producers is greatly appreciated. Brand with on demand. Not your average quarter hour. Dave Martin and Kipper McGee. Brand with Thunderman.